Tweet at SFM Radio and at Bridget Masinga. You are listening to Bridget Masinga on SAFM.
You're listening to Bridget Masinga on SAFM. You're listening to The Art of Everything on SAFM.
Classic imagination coming through with just an illusion. I mean, I guess it's a it's an appropriate segue somewhat, somewhat, you know, you know, um, considering that her life changed purely by you know seven characters that inhibited her imagination, and then she decided to put down on a virtual pen and paper. Um, and release into the world. Little did she know at the time, or maybe she did, that uh, we would fall so completely in love with them. Uh, she joins me on the line now, Dudu Busani Dube, award-winning, like she is just amazing, award-winning, best-selling author. Um, I love her to bits, but also, can we just coordinate our calendars correctly? Because we've been trying to do this for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been better with you face to face. But I feel like this is how our conversation started years ago. It started off with us trying to coordinate calendars. Eventually, we went on air. And then eventually, we did face to face, which was even better. How are you doing, Dudu Busani Dube? I, I'm fine. Bridget, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm just all over the place, my word. I'm all over the place. Um, I'm just up and down, but I'm good. I'm good. You're good. Now, this is a twofold question when I say, how are you doing? Because, I mean, in part, it's, you know, the general polite thing to ask somebody how they're doing um, mm -hmm. if you bump into them during the course of the day. But also, how are you doing, considering that it is the end? <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm actually, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy with the book. I don't release a book until I'm really, really sure about it. Yeah. So uh, when I took it out to the people, I was happy with it. And um, they've been happy with it, although as expected, mm. they don't want it to end. They're asking me for the continuation <laughs> of 
of the story, but mm. I'm like, listen, this is book number six, mm. guys. I'm also tired. I need a break, and I feel like you know I've given it um, everything. Yeah, I are, could. Are you ready to let it go, though? Are you ready to sort of, you know, release these seven brothers from your mind and the the wives and just be like, I'm gonna shelve y'all for 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 a minute. You know what? I I I know I've decided. Mm. That that it's the end, but I do not know if I'm ready. Mm. I don't know how long it's going to take me to be ready. Um, I feel like I've lived with these people for what eight years. Mm. You know, they live they live in my head. Um, yeah, I I you know it's going to take a while. It's going to be a process. Um, and eventually, when I when I'm sure that you know I've detached from them, I'll start something new. Because mm, mm, mm. I can't imagine that it would be easy, right? I mean, I can't mm. even begin to imagine what it might be like um, to, to be an author who not only writes one best-selling, uh, you know, novel, but writes mm-hmm. a whole series, six best-selling books, um, and having mm-hmm. to evolve these characters over time. That process in itself must be all-encompassing. And so to... To sort of just to to let go or to release might might also require some kind of I almost want to liken it to method acting you you know <laughs> it takes a while for method actors to decompress and let go of of particular characters. Um, it 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 does. Um, I, I mean, it's happening now. I mean, mm. I, I wrote that book. I closed it. Um, I did leave um, some of the things open, I think, because I was also scared that um, what if, like, I completely shut the story down and yeah. I'm not able to not ever rise about about them. Mm. Um, so, I, but I, I did that for myself. Um, mm. And but as it is now, as as it stand now, mm. um, that's the book. <laughs> That's the end of it. But it's not like it's not it's not an easy. I think for now because I'm still on book tour. I'm you know I'm talking about it every mm. day all the time, and um I think I'll, I'll start really really feeling it when I finish the book tour and and then I I wake up and I'm like what am I doing now? <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do now? Um yeah it still goes to sinking but. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy. It is the voice mm-hmm. of Dutu Busani Dube, a best-selling author, joining me on the line now as uh, she wraps up Shomu, uh, which is an incredible series. The last book in that uh, six-part is now out, The End, so emptily titled. Um, and it's over 500 pages long. I put it in my <laughs> luggage. I've been lugging it back and forth because, like I said, as a precursor, we've been planning since before I even handed you over to my producer. You and I have been planning. Planning this conversation, um, we have been. <laughs> and I've been liking it and liking it and liking it. And you know, at one point, I got to the airport, and and the lady said, "Why is your luggage so heavy?" And I was like, "Because I've got this book." <laughs> um, you know, um, but but people are really as as anticipated because what you've managed to build is, and maybe mm. before we even get to how people are receiving the book, what you've managed to build is, I. I you know, I joke with you a lot and I go, it's it's like a cult following. You you know, it's like a, people are really personally invested in in they your words are. and in your characters. And that comes they with are. pressure on its own. It does. You know, I feel like I'm 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 just it's it's their story. 
Mm. I'm just the person who has to write it. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you just write. Just give us our story. You know, <laughs> like I don't even own it anymore. Yeah, and it's always interesting to see how everybody like interprets the the story. Um, I mean, reading is is subjective, so everybody finds something mm. and they interpret it in their own way. And sometimes I'll, I'll just be sitting and I see a review or a comment, and I'm like, well, this is not what I was trying to say, but it does make sense. Mm. Um when they say it so it's it's uh i don't know a whole lot of people just hold the not, not even just the books just the process mm-hmm. of where where we started eight years ago to now i think everybody's been on this journey with me and they do kind of feel like you know my success is their success as well mm. i think yeah i think and also that's one of the things that encouraged me to write and to you know, give it my best every time mm. I do a book. But that could be a double-edged sword, uh, you, you know, Dudu. That could be a double-edged sword <laughs> yeah. because I think, and we've seen it in recent months, especially with the adaptation of, of The Wife into a Showmax series, um, because mm. we are very vocal about it, myself included, uh, because we are very vocal <laughs> about it, we can almost be brutal and forget that you are a human being or the on the other side or even in this particular instance of the adaptation that, you know, your words are being embodied by people who actually have feelings and our criticism yeah. it goes beyond mm-hmm. just honesty. It it, it, it it almost hurts. Yeah. You know what? I thought I was, I thought I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was ready for, um, the whole adaptation, you know, when it, when mm. when it was announced, you know, when we agreed to it, it was announced, and and and, and before it just even almost, but, but I mean, I could start seeing the signs before it even went yeah. on when, when it was, you know, when it was announced, I I, I was like, oh my god, I, I wonder how people are going to react and and all of that, and I thought I was ready for it, but it turned out no, actually, I, I was not ready for. Maybe the feedback or um, everything that came with it, the mm. hype and noise and all of that. Um, but look, and I think it's something that had to be done. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think anyone, we should have, we should, you don't just take something that already belongs to the people that already, you know, has that type of following and people are so emotionally invested in it and not expect it to you know, have all kinds of reactions. Yeah. You know, even if you do your best at it, you know, somebody's going to like it and somebody's not going to like it. It, it always happens like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, you know what? I, I feel like it, it had to it had to happen Um. so that this space where, you know, writers and filmmakers work together in South Africa, mm. Um. yeah, so that we have a lot of those going forward. And, and, and I think the next writer who... Is going to whose book maybe is going to be adapted. We will kind of like understand, mm. you know, it better uh, based on my own experience with my my readers wanting what they what what they wanted. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, it is the voice of Dudu Busani Dube joining us on the line. And while we're on this thought, Dudu, before before maybe we take a break, whilst we're on this thought, I wonder. How do you, or how did you, because then I'm just going to touch on it briefly. Um, I wonder how do you then deal 
with all of that, all of that noise and all of that clutter, one hand, you, you know, you've got the pressure to finish the book because we're busy. Um, yeah. On the next hand, <laughs> then you, you bring us something that, you know, is meant to, to quieten us and keep us busy for a minute. And then we end up being your worst enemy uh, every <laughs> single week, <laughs> you know. Um, and all the while, we are not aware that you are having your own mental health struggles in, in that yeah. moment. You know, we're perceiving your mm. life as this success and this 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 over the topness that is happening and we just mm. not aware of, of what's going on internally. How do you even sort of begin to then keep yourself healthy and, and keep yourself rooted and grounded in that moment, you, you know, when, when things just, when we are adding to the problem? I, I you know what, I, I crashed, I did, I did. Um, in late November, December last year, mm. I, I, I crashed. It's the, what I had, I, this, this is something that I had been, I had been dealing with, uh, for years, maybe from when I was young, I just didn't know what it was. I've always had anxiety and depression and, and all of that. I've always had these struggles mm. and, um, you know, it was something that I, I thought I had under control. I felt like I could control it. I always say that what I, I did was I, accommodated it you know i mm. worked around it and tried just to give it to accommodate it in my life in my everyday life um so i think maybe i did put myself under pressure and there was so much happening around me to a point where i was exhausted i was i, I was just at my lowest and uh you know nobody knows what happens behind even in the process of writing because mm. you know i don't write about flowers and roses i write about very um very dark things and mm. very real things mm. um so i i did i just I, one day i just crashed i i started therapy the next day or like two days later and um i think two weeks later i was admitted in a psychiatric hospital i was there for 21 days i came back i had to recover I had to be on medication i had to but i'm i'm i, I think i i'm glad that happened mm. um because i'm 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 better now i know how to deal with um everything i i understand my struggles <laughs> i understand that when my body or my mind says today we are just not available let's mm. just yeah we, we're not doing anything we can't yeah and you know i understand it i don't try to sort of force myself to, you know, to function when I can't. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. And I, I think that's why also I decided to be open about it because I felt like everybody's looking at me and and uh, thinking, ew, she's, it, this this is a dream, you know, mm. which it, it is in, in a way. I mean, it, it, it is. It's amazing. It's great that this has happened. Um, but also, you know, I'm a human being, you know, sometimes I'm going to say things that, uh, people are going to criticize me for. I know mm. how to take that, you know, I know how to take that, mm. but, um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I, I got to a point where I, I feel like people were expecting too much from me and they were asking for too much and yeah, I, I, yeah, I was also asking for too much from myself mm. i was not taking care of myself um mm. as i should have 
Yeah. So yeah, I I I did. You, yeah. I crashed and I bounced back. And you bounced back, and and that's the <laughs> thing, like you said, you, you know, um, you, you know, you learned the skill. Your body cried out, and and you listened mm-hmm. to it for for once in your life. You didn't mm-hmm. you didn't just accommodate and shift things around. You actually stood still. And, and listened to, to what mm. your body was, was saying. And I so appreciated you. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I think I, I went there because I know that you, you went there on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I you did. opened up and you shared, you know, the space that you were holding for yourself and for your thoughts. Um, and we thoroughly mm. appreciated. And and you allowed us as, you know, I follow a few Dutu Busani um, fans out there on Twitter. We've got our own weird little communities. Uh, <laughs> and, and you allowed us the opportunity to reflect back you know on how we sort of engage you as the author because there really is a fine line between Dutu Busani Dube the author and Dutu Mm. Busani Dube Um, and oftentimes we cross that line um, and and we need to be cognizant of that ourselves that you, you know um, how do we engage you and how do we engage your work without crossing that line to a space that that's why mm-hmm. I used harsh words in criticizing ourselves uh, at the beginning when I said we really were brutal because we, we really yeah. are we're very brutal people. <laughs> uh, you don't have to say it. I'll say you it on our say. behalf. <laughs> say. I'll say it on our behalf. Uh, it is Dutu Busani Dubi joining me on the line. Uh, we're talking all things at the end as she prepares. Well, she's really in full swing of a book tour now. The work is out. Um, it is the final chapter. Tell me this. Like, how different is the process when you're writing I'm using the word loosely. I'm literally using air quotes. If you were in studio, you'd see me air quoting now. Um, <laughs> how different is it when you know that you are writing the end? Like like this, you're sitting down at your laptop and you're opening it up mm-hmm. for what mm-hmm. is essentially the beginning of the end. Is it a different process than writing the first book? Um, look, when, when, when I started writing the book, and I started writing it a long time ago, I think like... Um, in, in late 2020, mm. my um, yeah, the book before it came out in 2020 around November, and then I think I stayed for like a few weeks, not even a month, and then I I started writing. Mm. So it's um, look, I didn't I didn't go there. I knew it was going to be the the last book, mm. but uh, I don't I didn't know what the story was going to be. I never started a book knowing an ending. Oh really? So for me, never never. Even a chapter sometimes. Sometimes mm. I, I think, okay, I know how this chapter is going to end, to end, but then it just takes its own direction and it, and it changes everything. Mm. So, um, so when I started, I think maybe the first chapter, I knew that okay, so this is the last one. I'm I'm gonna try and just tie in loose ends, you know, answer questions that um, were left hanging and all of that. Yeah. Um, but it didn't, it didn't go like that at all. I think by the time I was on page 20, it was just, um, yeah, I was just moving. I was not even thinking about how it's going to end. I wasn't chasing, um, the conclusion of, of the past eight years. Yeah. I was just writing as, as honestly as, as I could. Um, so yeah, it was, it wasn't that different. The book, in, in the way that it's written is, is different mm. in, in a way because I, I do that. I I do whatever I want. I write I write however I want, just as as long as, you know, I'm I'm happy with it. Mm. So, um and I enjoyed the process just also speaking, um, 
and the voices of of the brothers yes. something that I thought I would never do because I, I always thought no I can't speak in a voice of, of a man I don't understand men I don't mm. know how they speak and how they think um so I went and did that and it's I I yeah I enjoyed writing the book because I could explore all of them but you know there were no sad feelings no yeah. Uh, yeah, no me worrying about, oh my God, this is the last time I'm ever going to speak in Klumu's voice and all, of, and all of that, no. Yeah. I just enjoyed the process. Well, you know, the one thing that I think you've managed to do with, with, with this series is that you, as much as, and you did allude to this, that, you know, it is a fairy tale, but it is a fairy tale grounded in the realism of relationships, mm-hmm. right? And and relationships mm-hmm. often live in the gray and you have to deal with the dark moments as much as you deal with mm-hmm. light moments. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the one thing that I think you managed to do for, at least from my perspective, is um, even through all the, the other books, you've managed to help us understand or even empathize with the men but from the female gaze um mm-hmm. you, you know there's been something about those brothers that has resonated like we've gotten into their emotion even though the story was being told from the perspective of them being experienced mm-hmm. via their wives and girlfriends um and mm-hmm. i'm wondering as you've adapted them in your head as you've moved with them in your emotions and you've watched them as men evolve and go through things, um, you know, from single to married to deaths to children mm-hmm. to all kinds of episodes. What what has that evolution sort of maybe, I don't know if it's changed anything in the way you view men in particular South African men or in the way that you understand the plight of mm-hmm. South African men or has it made you more empathetic to South African men? Um, you know what, it, it, it has, um, and you know, when I started, I, I started with, uh, who is considered to be the worst of them all. Um, but the way I wrote about him was that he's, he's, he's bad. He has his bad things, but mm. yeah, there was always, I think people always sympathized with him because I, I, I humanized him. I yes. saw him as a human. I saw him as a boy who had to go through things. As as much as he's, um, you know, he has his victims mm. in 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 his wife, in the people he kills, in the you know, in the crime that they commit, and all of that. Um, what I always had in my mind, and this this is with all the brothers, mm. was that I never I never disregarded the fact that they were also victims as much as it doesn't justify the things that they do mm. but um they've been victims of of, of 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 society since they were children yeah so um i'm in in every story i told about each and every one of them i never i i, I never forgot that that was always in my head mm. that um you know where they come from sort of shape them so i think that's why i was able to make them um um hard and also soft you mm. know you you know they they can be this but you can still see the human in them you can still sympathize with them you still do want to save them mm. um with all of that I, I i think um i i started really really doing that when i was when I was writing Godfrey's story, the, mm. the fifth book, where I decided I'm going to go into this man's very, very vulnerable side mm. and just 
um, and just, you know, I know they are sexy because they are hyper-masculine and they are all this and that. So I was like, okay, I need to sort of maybe change that a little bit where mm. I show him as as a little boy with all his struggles and, and how he's dealing with all of that as a man now. Um, I think not even just for me as a writer, I think also for a lot of readers has, as well mm. have have looked at the Zulu brothers, you know, with everything that they are now, they have yeah. looked at, at, at them and, and sort of maybe un, that got to understand um, the things that men won't talk about, mm. things that men won't cry about, and um, and what happens if, if men are not allowed to, to cry, to release their, mm. um, their feelings and heal the trauma that they, they grew up you know experiencing mm. and what they actually turn into yeah um yeah i don't know if i'm explaining it properly yeah but uh i yeah, mean I, don't I completely get it because uh you know i've always thought that it must be an interesting intersection for south and i think not just south african men for for African men in general, and in particular, black African men, this navigating the dualities, which is what your characters do, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in their day-to-day lives, navigating these dualities of circumstance, duality mm-hmm. of, of, of childhood versus the vision that a man has for himself or where he evolves to be. Uh, you need mm-hmm. you need to carry that baggage into the space that you represent at that particular time, um, and mm-hmm. not having the the cognizant of of being able to unpack and deal with what's in those million and one suitcases that you've moved into the mansion with you, um, and what mm-hmm. does that mean for you, your loved ones, your immediate, your extended, mm-hmm. and primarily just for you as a man, you know. Um, and sort of straggling those that that emotional seesaw at any given time, I think sometimes mm-hmm. maybe is where we miss the conversation as South African women. And and rightfully, like you say, not excusing some of the behaviors mm-hmm. of both your characters as well, because they also reflect the negative uh, attributes of men in our society, but not excusing mm-hmm. those behaviors, but trying to understand the psychology of, of, of what brought that about it is an interesting intersection that and and it's part of the conversation that we as women have to appreciate and bring to the fore and i think your books do that because mm-hmm. i've spoken to a lot of men who've read your books um you know and they mm-hmm. read them because their partners were reading them and the partners were <laughs> kicking them in bed in the middle of the night and going you such a mkele winner like and they were like let me see who's this mkele person and and oftentimes the conversation skewed to towards that towards just understanding mm-hmm. the psychology of men of men yeah it's uh, i think uh, it it does come i don't I, i'm not sure if i did show that in in any of my books it does come from um just uh neglecting the boy child when they they are younger and and um just and not even neglect maybe just uh, in, enforcing the the what has been called norms for mm. the longest time to say well you must you, you must not cry you must mm. fight you must you know don't be weak and uh as you grow you know you the the main thing that you have to do mm. in life is provide that is what you are good for mm. you know yeah a man's body is for labor you know a man has to go and work and and provide and 
and um, you know all that pressure that if you are a man at a certain age or at a certain period in your life, you have to have this. You know, you have to have a wife and children. You mm. have to have a house. If you are, if you do not have that, you cannot be considered a man. Mm. And all of those things that just that society just en- enforces on 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 men and just drums into young boys' um, heads. Um, yeah, that was uh, another thing that I wanted that I wanted to explore in mm. the stories. Mm. And um, I think I sort of maybe did that with the Zulu brothers and yeah. look at how they will just get their money because they want, because they know that, you know, Yeah. <laughs> no, you, yeah. Ab- you absolutely did. And I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible journey that you've been on, um, you know, uh, with your support system and your family and friends who've been there since the very beginning. Uh, it's an incredible journey that I think you've you've encouraged and nurtured your fans to be a part of mm-hmm. and, and how you've opened yourself up to their voices. I think they absolutely appreciate. Um, and we, we look mm-hmm. forward to seeing what comes next. We're not going to ask you what comes next because we think <laughs> you need a moment to just breathe and woosah through it all. Um, that advice is... <laughs> But there will come a time when we come knocking on the door to go, go, Sissy. Eh, what is next? But for now, we'll just let you be and let you bask in all of the success uh, and this incredible mm. moment. And I'm so happy uh, that you decided to embark on a book tour. I think it was well deserved for this. And thank you so much for taking the time to to chat to me this evening. I'll catch up with you as soon as I can face to face. But for now, let's yeah. leave it there for tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's only but a pleasure. Uh, that was uh, author Dutu Busani Dube. The book is out the end. It is a bestseller at uh, noted bookstores countrywide. Uh, if you've just missed the conversation, you can definitely catch the rewind on our site uh, on the podcast links. It's tw- 10 o'clock on the dot right here on The Art of Everything. It is time now to get into your Friday takeover. I see your voice notes are already up. If you haven't sent at yet as yet you still have some time 0614104107 is where you can whatsapp us uh remember to give us option a and option b and let's see how best we can do for you the friday takeover